All right. Here we are. Here we are. It is the first episode of From the Pocket, which is kind of weird. But I like the name. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to it. We get to uh, talk about football. Yeah. All My name is uh, Christian Head. And uh, I'm Jake Norman. Uh, just both not really professionally involved in football in any way, but we're just huge uh, football fans. and uh, Really huge fans? Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to get a chance to uh, break down what we see, uh, get a chance to kind of speak our piece with some of the things that happen in the league. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, today, yeah. we are, uh, again, opening up with the first episode, the predictions for the upcoming 2020 season, which are kicking off later this week on Thursday and Sunday. So. Yep. It's 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 gonna be uh it's gonna be exciting. I'm sure, I'm sure it's it's gonna be wild. It's it's all unpredictable, particularly this year with COVID. <laughs> so, in talking about this podcast, as as we said, we're gonna be discussing football. But uh, as far as scheduling, you know, we're gonna try to release two per week. Uh, kind of having a longer episode every Tuesday that breaks down the previous week's action, and then mm-hmm. on Friday having a prediction season. So, I feel like we can stick to it, but. Um, It'll be it'll be interesting to, to it'll be a challenge for sure. Man, before we get into it, Jake, did you did you did you think we'd be here? Did you think we'd be? I remember we we were discussing this earlier, and we were just like, ah, we don't know if there's gonna be a football season. Like, I'm just glad it's it's here. Uh, we got it, and you know, I just hope it's you know a good season. I I agree. Yeah, I I was very skeptical that there was going to be a season. I I had pretty much just given up on the idea that there was going to be a season. Um, so the fact that we're here, the fact that it hasn't been canceled, uh, I do believe just the way the NFL is, no matter what happens, they're going to try to finish their season. If they got to get replaced oh, yeah, players after, you have to believe they'll finish the season. So, but it seems like the protocol they've taken is working. You know, they've done extensive testing. So at this point in time, it, it seems like there is, optimism in in the direction things are headed as far as the season's outcome so and uh to start uh i think i'm ready to get into predictions though what do you what yeah, do you think let's you ready? Let's Perfect. Just jump right into it all yeah. right to start we're gonna go ahead and start with the afc east so uh Ooh, christian uh my favorite division the, <laughs> the yes he a dolphins fan yeah yeah, uh, so you know, talking. We'll, we'll come to the Dolphins, but first we got to start with the Patriots. They won the division yes. last year. They were twelve and four. What mm-hmm. are What are your thoughts on the Patriots going into this season? Well, um, I'm not too high on the Patriots. You know, and obviously they lost Tom Brady. You know, but mm-hmm. they yeah. they did get Cam Newton, which I think was a a fitting replacement. But you know, it's still that they don't have that veteran that like knew the system and like can like audibles and make checks to see what they do. Just like that veteran presence that Tom Brady yeah. has. I mean, I still think that defense is going to be elite. Uh, you know, the saying like, you know, top 10 defenses really don't repeat next year, but I mean, they still have Stefan Gilmore who was defense player of the year. Yes. Um, PPF had him top five, I believe. And Devin McCourty, at safety was uh, also top 10 in his position, uh, the grade they gave him. So, I mean, I still think that defense, I mean, you know, Bill Belichick's still a head coach, so that defense is going to be still, uh, you know, elite. Or it's like they're not going to make too many mistakes. I think that's a better, better way to put it. Other than that, though, you know, they did have a league high of opt-outs, which was – That's true. Uh, they had eight opt-outs. 
Yeah, and and really, I think I think Dante Hightower and Patrick Chung are the two most important on that. Now that said, mm-hmm. uh, they did bring in Adrian Phillips uh, to to replace Patrick Chung, so they have even without that, they have a great secondary, probably one of the three to five best secondaries in the league. They definitely were yeah, last most year. Definitely. So uh, Dante Hightower is definitely a loss, but I still expect their defense to be one of the better defenses. Bill Belichick, he he schemes pressure. He he he's magical with the stuff he can do with the defensive side of the football. So, yeah. And, and as hitting on what you said about, you know, moving from Tom Brady to Cam Newton, I, I do think Cam Newton is an improvement on Jared Stidham. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh 100%. That's, yeah. That's not a controversial take, but I also, I think you do lose a little bit moving from Tom Brady to Cam Newton, particularly uh, that maybe Tom Brady effect, like, it doesn't yeah. just no matter the game, no matter the situation, it's just, well, they're probably going to win. I don't know if Cam Newton necessarily brings that element. Cam Newton is spectacular, but he feels, he feels beatable, especially yeah. with how questionable that line is, how questionable the tight ends are. This is going to be the first time. Yeah. yeah he, this is going to be the first time he hasn't had a tight end uh, at the caliber of Greg Olson. Uh, yeah. Julian Edelman and Nikhil Harry are okay. James White yeah. in the backfield mm. with Sonny Michelle, but I, I'm, it's I am serviceable. Yeah, I feel yeah. you. And then, you know, they brought in Marquis Lee, which was supposed to – because they let Muhammad Sanu in. Well, they I think they let Muhammad Sanu later on, but they brought Marquis Lee in. But then he ended up opting out. Yeah. So, um, their, uh, yeah, their receiving core is very questionable going into this year. Most definitely. So, I also – I mean, this division, the AFC East, it's just so wide open. And we're going to talk oh, about yes. it a little more as we talk about these teams. But – it's it's there's so many just question marks so many chances as far as you know what the outcome could be or and who wins the division so Mm -hmm. where do you see the Patriots in terms of record record wise you know I didn't look at the schedule (laughs) I was (laughs) going off of more feeling um I have them at nine and seven you know I feel like they're going to be in a lot of games if you know if Cam doesn't you know make too many mistakes or get injured you know there's no reason why they can't win those close games but I think nine and seven is a good middle ground for them well what would you have them at See, so I, I did I did kind of go off of the schedule just looking at it. They I, I really it feels weird to say, but I really see this team six and ten, seven and nine. I'll 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 stake mm-hmm. the ground in at seven and nine. Uh that that'll be my official prediction. But I mean, they they go to the they have to go to the West Coast a lot. And teams that have to travel from coast to coast, th- those are typically that's that's a tough sell. They have to go to Seattle. They also have to go yeah. to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. They have to visit Houston. They have to visit the Rams. Mm-hmm. And then they also have to visit the Chargers. And those Chargers and Ram visitations, that happens back-to-back weeks. So maybe you can work something out there. But there's just mm-hmm. there's just so it's, – it's a tough schedule. And it's a lot of traveling. It is, they it are is. depleted of, of a lot of talent, it, it appears, to, at least, you know, going in. We'll see if Bill Belichick can work his magic. But I mean, I think that's also why I have them in 97. You know, they're going to be uh, disciplined True. on each side of the ball. So I, I think I'm just spotting them a few games just in 97 just because of Bill Belichick's, you know, uh, infamous. I agree 100%. So we both got that. Do you think they'll make the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, you know, um, since they added that seventh team, you know, they could be one of those um, to make that extra wild card spot. I do not have them winning the division, however. Okay. Um, when we get on to the next team, uh, depending on 
which one we're talking about, I'll tell you who <laughs> I think is going to win the division. Well, we're actually talking about the Bills, which I think is probably going to be your division winner. That feels like they the are. popular pick this year. <laughs> so, yeah, you want to – it feels like you have some thoughts on the Bills. I'll let you go ahead and start that, start that off. Uh, the Bills, you know, I think they go as Josh Allen goes. They're quarterback. 100%. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I get that. Can he to make that – take that next step? You know, they did lose in the divisional when they were up. 16-0 on the Texans. Uh, wild card. Need, it was the wild card. Wild card, yeah. yes. Sorry, wild card. And you need to finish that game, and they just didn't. And Very so true. I think they kind of addressed this by trading for Stephon Diggs, kind of getting more mm-hmm. uh, Josh Allen some weapons. I think I don't think teams fear Stephon Diggs, but, you know, it just gives them that extra spot to stretch out the field. That mm-hmm. way, you know, get Cole Beasley going. You can get um, John Brown or Josh yeah. Brown. Yeah, John uh, Brown. He's kind of – he's a bit speedy. So, you know, you probably can't focus your, you know, your best corner now on the speed guy. Now you probably, you know, if they're playing the Patriots, you know, Stephon Gilmore might have to shadow Stephon Diggs. And, you know, that could, you know, match up problems like that. Um what else? They uh, they lost. A, I do think their defense. They were also uh, very good on defense last year. One of the absolutely one of the elite defenses for yeah, sure. They gave up uh, 15 passing touchdowns, had 14 interceptions, um, and they were pretty good against the run, only allowing 12 12 rushing t- touchdowns. They were top 10. They were 10th actually. But you know they lost Jordan Phillips on their defensive line, and they lost to the Cardinals, and they let Shaq Lawson go to the Dolphins. So yeah. I, I think their defensive line is going to take a hit, but you know, um, their secondary, I, I think Tredavious White is. And Micah you know, Hyde as well. Yeah, Micah Hyde and uh, Jordan Poyer. Their other yeah. safety. So I think their secondary is going to be solid. They brought in Josh Norman. Um, they did to, bring in Josh Norman. I saw I that. Mean, I mean, hey, <laughs> you know, we have our opinions on Josh Norman, but you know, at least depth, you know, a depth piece, you, yeah. you'd say, especially in this kind of, in kind of situation. Yeah. So I, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. I I could, I guess, in the past been classified as a Bills hater. I just really – I have a hard time. This team reminds me a lot of, as I've said, the Jaguars from 2017 to 2018, the Bears from 2018 to 2019, this team mm-hmm. that had a great defense. It helped out their, their offense, which was pretty middle-of-the-pack subpar, and their quarterback yeah. played competently. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really their identity. The biggest question, as you said, is can Josh Allen take that next step? They gave him some help with Stephon Diggs. And if, if he could take that next step, that, then, yeah, you're, you're obviously trending in the right direction, especially in a division that is so open-ended. Sean oh, Mc- yeah, so wide open. And Sean McDermott coming in, he's, he's really done a good job. I mean, this, this really feels like agree, a, agree. A, it feels like a franchise that's trending in the right direction. So I, I think – I think they're going to go nine and seven. That's where I have them at. Uh, but that said, I think despite going nine and seven, I think they will still win their division. It's a little bit of a step back from last year. I think mm-hmm. I'm still not a huge believer in Josh Allen, but, but that's where I have them. I have them finishing nine and seven, returning that dominant defense. Mm-hmm. Um, Ed Oliver going into his second year on the defensive line. It's, it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be fun to be a Buffalo Bills fan for at least the next couple of years, I think. And I have him going ten and six, so not much yeah. like like one game better than yours. So. Yeah, and, and that's a that's also a repeat of last year. So you know, mm-hmm. I mean, they're it feels like they're right in that range. And so. they did uh looking at their free agency, they did bring in a right guard from the Jets, Brian Winters. 
They also brought it, uh, brought in Mario Anderson from the Panthers, he's a linebacker, just so they can just have depth, their defense and yeah. their offensive line. But and is that all? Yeah, for the Bills. Yeah, I, th- I think I think that covers the Bills. Um, I hope Josh Allen takes that next step. Josh Allen's got just an incredible arm, and he's obviously yeah, really is. athletic. He's a big dude. He is. really. You really just gotta hope if Josh Allen can take that next step, the Bills could be a contender for for years to come in that in that loaded. I guess now loaded AFC conference. So, <laughs> and then to move on to uh, your favorite team, and it's staying in the division, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, yeah. You know, they last year a I lot guess, of turmoil, but kind of felt like mm-hmm. it, it ended in the right direction. And then yeah. it also <laughs> feels like they had a very strong off season, uh, adding adding Byron Jones to go with an Xavier Howard, adding Shaq Lawson, mm-hmm. uh, Brian mm-hmm. Flores going into his second year. Obviously, they drafted Tua. Uh, added Austin Jackson and Robert Hunt in the first yeah. and second rounds to bolster the offensive line. We needed it. We needed it. Yeah, most definitely. But what what are your thoughts on the Dolphins? How, how do you feel about your favorite team? Are you are you liking their odds to compete this year? Um, I I think we're going to be in a lot more games. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we're going to be. Hopefully, we're not getting blown out. Um, by you know better teams, but like as you said, we did step it up in um the later part of the season last year. So I'm ex- hoping uh, we're still trending in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like the, the pick of Tua. Um, oh, yes. He is get, he's not starting this year, which I agree with. You know, um, if, I you think know, he'll start at some point. Yeah, I, I, I think Ryan Patrick, he'll give you like a good solid five, four games, and then he'll, he'll just come back down to earth. Sad about Josh Rosen getting cut. I, I really was hoping that was going to work out. But, yeah. You know. yeah. Well, you also they they didn't have to give up a lot of draft capital for him. I feel I feel where you're coming we, from. They you didn't. Hope, yeah. You hope you get a a franchise quarterback for a bargain, a former top ten pick. But yeah, yeah it it doesn't. It, he's in Tampa Bay now, back or in, on the practice squad. You hope that his his yeah. career turns around. But uh, as as staying on the Dolphins, um, I gotta be honest. I am optimistic about the direction they're going, but mm-hmm. I am a little concerned with their schedules i believe they open up at new england yes which i mean we to be fair we did beat them week 17 into the season to keep them that's true that's true that's true but it's just and bill belichick is famously (laughs) uh horrible against his uh old coordinators for some odd reason that is you know what you're right and i i think they got a shot but they got buffalo and then jacksonville's kind of you could say a cupcake but you know, yeah. Seattle, and then at San Francisco, yeah, at Denver, they play the, the LA teams back to back, and then they go to Arizona. I mean, you're looking at at the halfway point possibly being two and six, three and five, and I think they'll finish strong and and ultimately end up at a seven and nine, possibly eight and eight. Mm-hmm. I lean seven and nine though. That that's exactly where I'm leaning at. But so I think um, a few holes are in team. I know. Um, I was yelling about this during the draft, but you know when Ryan Fitzpatrick is your leading rusher for the season, that's a goddamn problem. And I mean, we didn't draft a running back high, but I mean, we did trade for Matt Breida, which I, I mean, he, I think he was clocked in last year as one of the fastest running backs. He definitely is one of the um, speediest in the league for sure. Yeah. So um, I like that. And we picked up Jordan Howard from the Eagles. That's a nice little complimentary piece. So I'm really hoping we get our run game going. Um, I will say also our receiving core is a bit weak. Um, 
I'm glad Devontae Parker, you know, uh, started playing like his first round grade back in 2015, I believe. Um, he had he had like 1,100 yards and yeah. like eight touchdowns, nine touchdowns. So I'm glad that's working out. Um, Preston Williams, he got in. He was a bright spot in the um off in the preseason last year. But as he got into the season, kind of trailed off. He got injured. So I'm really hoping uh, he becomes like, a, you know, our number two receiver. We also have uh, Jakeem Grant, who's a little, sh- little short, speedy guy. You know, he has speed. Mm-hmm. So you're hoping, you know, he can stretch out this defense. Um, we did lose Albert Wilson to an opt-out. So we're, we're not looking very strong on our uh, receiving core. But I do like Mike Gusecki. Yeah, Mike Gusecki, um, Yes. Definitely. I'm hoping he's our he is like our anchor for that receiving core, because like he's just so big and like I think he can be a lot of like just be a matchup problem for well, like uh, teams. And staying on Mike uh, Mike Gasecki, I think as a as a rookie quarterback with Tua coming in, you know those tight ends. They say that they say the tight end is the quarterback's pacifier. That is even more true with rookies rookies they they love the younger quarterbacks more generally love throwing to their tight end so you got to think once Tua starts getting in the game Mike Gusecki looking like outside of Devontae Parker you know your number one weapon I think my big things are in store for Mike Gusecki with that offense for sure I'm really hoping I'm glad uh we didn't trade him I hope he sticks around because Brian 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 Flores is a bit trade happy. Sometimes. <laughs> he, he is. He is. He's, he's been very aggressive and it's also his second year. So we'll see how that system kind of, kind of maybe settles down a little bit. Yeah. So moving on to the last team and I'm pretty sure this is the team we both have in last place for the, for this division, <laughs> the uh, New York jets. Actually my dog, my dolphins are the uh, last place. In really? Oh, so, so yeah. you actually have, you actually have some decently high hopes for the jets. You want to, you want to talk about that a little bit? I, I got them going eight and eight, you know, really? uh, okay. Eight and eight. So not, not like a terrible season, you know, I, I'm, I don't know about how you feel, but I think uh, Adam Gase, I, I'm still a little bit iffy on Adam Gase. If he's actually a good coach, um, you know, coming from Denver all oh, those few years ago when he, you know, he had Peyton Manning. Um, but, you know, the Jets did start off rough. You know, they lost Sam Darnold to Mono. They lost him to Mono, Mono. so they didn't have their starting quarterback. Uh, I, they started winning the back half of that season, but I, I feel like that that their uh, that season was pretty weak. Obviously, the big news of the Jets, you know, they traded Jamal Adams. Very true. That's going to hurt them tremendously. Oh, oh, I yeah. But think- they got him out of the conference, at least. Yeah, they of course. You're not going <laughs> to trade him in the conference because you don't want to see him. Uh, but, you know, I thought they got a nice return. Bradley McDougal isn't from the C- Seattle, isn't like, you know, ama- he's not Jamal Adams. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, yeah, yeah. Not I, 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 nobody, well, nobody's Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams is, I think it's pretty undisputed, the best safety in the league at this point. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they also, I mean, Mekhi Beckman, they drafted him. So I think that was an excellent decision for your uh, quarterback that you're trying to make your franchise. And they got him uh, Denzel Mims out of, Baylor so you know I think they're they're pretty solid on offense you know Le'Veon Bell is a little bit questionable because of all that money he's making but, <laughs> you um, know also pairing Denzel Mims with Jamison Crowder I'm, I'm a little more bullish on the Jets than I was even just a couple days ago now that said I had 
them calling something like one in 15 in my initial projection. So <laughs> it really, there's a lot of room to grow in that, in that regard. Um, CJ Mosley opted out, which is a huge loss for their defense. I think Quinnen Williams in his second year, Steve McClendon in the middle. I mean, I think that's still a, a pretty decent defensive line. Um, Jamal Adams is obviously a huge loss, but, but going back to what we were talking about earlier with Sam Darnold and Adam Gase, it feels like a real make or break season for them. You got to think mm-hmm. if the jets are at the bottom of the league, uh, this year, mm-hmm. what's to stop them from looking at one of multiple quarterbacks coming out of next year's draft. You got to think that that's yeah. going to be on the radar. Now that said, it's a really, it's really weird for me to kind of say the jets are going to be one of the worst teams. Cause as you said, they were hot last year. They went six and two to end the season after a one and seven start. I mean, if if you look, if you go look at those opponents, like they weren't. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Much anybody. Like I think they play like Washington and Cincy. Like they they, they weren't yeah. playing like high caliber teams, in my opinion. I get that. I just, but I feel like you know there is that discussion about the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Where well, the Dolphins went five and four on their on the back part of their schedule. So you know, I mean, but. You know, this team went six and two, but it feels like we're really just burying the Jets. And I think that does have to do the Jets. It doesn't feel like the Jets got better this offseason. They, mm-hmm. they really, it feels like almost they got worse. Now you have high hopes that again, a new year for Adam Gase and Sam Darnold in the system, it should mm-hmm. help them. But I don't know. I'm skeptical of them. I have them sitting right now. It, it hurts to say, but I got them at three and 13. Yeah, I just – I look at their schedule. They open up at Buffalo. Then they play San Fran. They go Ooh, to Indy. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. they play Denver. Mm-hmm. They they kind of get a break against Arizona, but even Arizona's a good team. They just play that at home. Mm-hmm. Then they go to the Chargers. Then they play Buffalo, visit Kansas City, play New England, visit Miami, and then they get a bye week. So you're talking at the bye week, this could be a 1-9 and nine team or 2-8 and eight team, however you want to slice it up. They're – they're going to be out of it pretty early, it feels like, uh, based if, on their schedule. If you think they're at that point, they're staring at Like, dude, do you think the Jets, like, move on from Adam Gase? Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. And, and and I only say that because they are not a – no offense, New York Jets fans, but they're not <laughs> a great uh, franchise. And typical <laughs> franchises move off of coaches much quicker than they probably should. Yeah. So the Jets, I expect that court, that coach and quarterback carousel to unfortunately continue. Uh, you said eight yeah. and eight, and do you have them yeah. making the playoffs? Probably not. Probably, but competitive not. in that form. Yeah, and com- competitive. I think they could be in mo- in most of their games. That that concludes the uh, AFC East. So it looks like we both have the mm-hmm. Bills winning that division for the first time since they haven't won the play the division since the 1990s um so it's high hopes for the bills i suppose they're trending in the right direction yeah uh, as far as that division is concerned all right moving on to the afc north and this is a division that i think a lot of people believe is the best division in football this year yeah, I, it's it's shaping out like it, 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 it is going to be. I mean, you got the Baltimore Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers returning Ben Roethlisberger, Cleveland Browns, Browns with a new coach, coach, and Cincinnati Bengals at the bottom of the league. They got Joe Burrow. They they upgraded their quarterback. They hopefully got the face of their franchise. I just I uh, I think the Bengals still have a bit uh, more question marks. I know I do like uh, Joe Burrow, but I feel like. They might have like the Arizona Cardinals effect, like last year. You know, they'll be, able to, <laughs> they'll just won't be able to finish them. 
You know, it's funny. I actually, we could go ahead and just talk about the Bengals. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I actually have in my notes uh, similar to Arizona as a comp from last year. You know, <laughs> exactly. That, that the Cardinals went 5-10-1. They, they had an exciting offense. Their defense struggled at times. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be competitive. But, yeah, as you said, uh, I mean, that's it's the hard division. I mean, you're looking <laughs> at 0-6 off the top in that division. Yeah. Um, I, 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 lo- I love Joe Burrow. I think he'll be a star. No off season though is is a little scary, but offensively they got some weapons. They got Tyler Boyd, they got AJ Green, Joe Mixon, Giovanni Bernard, uh, Joe, that John Ross, John Ross. If he could stay healthy, John Ross yeah. is, is is a freak of nature uh, as far as <laughs> speed is concerned. But yeah, they really the biggest problem in offense is they do not have an offensive line to protect Joe Burrow. Yeah, and that is I think compounded by the fact that they also happen to be in the division with where you have possibly three (laughs) of uh, three teams, all of them in the top seven for, for rush deep or uh, pass defense uh, rush. Yeah. I think their front sevens are scary. The Steelers led the, led the league with 54 sacks. Yeah. I mean, they, they led the league and they have, they, you know, the Cleveland Browns, they're returning a really solid front seven, the Baltimore Ravens, obviously. um, Campbell, one of the premier teams in the conference. Yeah. So, so I I really, I like the Bengals. I like Joe Burrow as far as, as far as the direction they're going in, but this is, this is going to be a tough outing for them. Personally, I have the Bengals probably going about four and twelve. I think that's a fair hey, number for them. That's what I said. Four and yeah, 12. and and I'm a little scared about how they're going to start. They they have a little bit of tough sledding out. And the you gate. know, uh, I think Zach Taylor, mm-hmm. the head coach, coach I mean, yeah. he came from what the L from Sean McVay's coaching tree. So yes. I think they're going to be. They're definitely probably going to be running the ball more with Joe Mixon. They just paid him so. That's good that they got them kind of uh, shirt up for a little bit. So I think they're going to be like the zone running team. I don't, I don't think they're going to try to put Joe Burrow in a lot of passing situations or like not, you know, throwing it all the time, you know, throwing it like uh, 30, 40 times. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? They actually have a decent front seven. Uh, they have Geno Atkins, Carlos Dunlap. They acquired DJ Reader in free agency. So, so they do have some, some, some guys on the other side of the ball, but Again, I just, I just, with that offensive line, mm-hmm. with that, the secondary and the linebackers and the depth, it just, it just doesn't feel like it'll be enough uh, in that division. It feels like they'll be ultimately overwhelmed. Um, we want to talk about Cleveland next? Absolutely. Yeah. I love, I love talking about Cleveland. They, they've Cleveland been one of the most cool. fascinating teams in football these past few years. Now, you know, last year we were all sipping the Kool Aid. <laughs> But you know, I think this year I'm I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of sipping that Kool Aid too. Like I've kind of bought in. You know, I like Kevin Stefanski. You know, mm-hmm. um, he turned Dalvin Cook into a top running back last year. You know, Kirk Cousins had a good season. They were ten and six last year. So um, Cleveland, you know, they drafted Nick Chubb, and they need to run the ball with Nick Chubb. Uh, Baker struggled last year through uh, if it wasn't for Jameis and uh, his <laughs> and his decision making you know uh, <laughs> uh, Baker would have led the league in uh, interceptions yes. it's definitely a rough season for Baker Mayfield because like you know the Cleveland they have talent you know they have Jarvis Landry oh, they have Odell um, I think in Joku stayed they brought in uh, Austin Hooper so mm-hmm. you know I I think they're 
primed to – I have them going 9-7. and seven. They could go, like, 10-6. and six. You know, I think they'll be solid. Their defense, you know, um, is still – can get after the quarterback, you know, with Miles Garrett. What, what What's your opinion on Cleveland, Jake? Well, I I think it's Colin Cowherd that says it. He calls them he calls their offense Noah's Ark. They have two of everything. <laughs> they have Austin Hooper, yeah. David Njoku, Jarvis Landry, uh, Odell Beckham, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. I, oh, I mean, they're Kareem just Hunt. yeah, they're just they're just loaded on the board they offensively. Are. Yeah, they I mean, are. and and I'm liking what I'm hearing in Baker Mayfield's press conferences. He really sounds yeah. like he took to heart a lot of the criticism he got last year as far as his commercials. Yeah, he was saying, in like you know, every other commercial. Like you yeah, see. It, it was it was you know everybody was getting on to him for it, and it it. I mean, I I'm not I'm not one to you know I guess grandstand in that way, but it does sound like he was a little humbled, and it sounds like he's maybe coming in with a, a little bit more focus than he mm-hmm. had last year. Yeah. Um. So, and I think again with Kevin Stefanski, that is obviously in every sense of the word uh, that is an improvement over freddie kitchens that oh, is hell yes we absolutely we, i think everyone in the nfl uh world was scratching their heads like why like i get i guess i guess the thinking to a degree is like all right he they played well at the back half of baker's rookie season so you know might as well just give him the job you know but it was like no he wasn't ready for it well and and i think i think the other part of it too was last year the opening of their schedule was brutal. I mean, they, mm-hmm. even when I was doing laying out my predictions last year, I was looking at the opening of their schedule saying, there's just, there's just no way they're going to win more than two games in the first half of the season, something, something close to that. So this mm-hmm. year they have a little bit of an easier break. They start out at Baltimore, but then they get Cincy, well, Washington, to be at fair. Dallas, get Indy at home. What, what were you going to say? Oh, I'm sorry to cut no, you you're off fine. there. But to be fair, <laughs> I don't good. think Cle- Cleveland is not scared of Baltimore. I, true, true. I don't remember what week that was, but when they week came four, out, I think, and they just stomped Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And we were all on Baltimore's bandwagon at that point. <laughs> yeah, that like early they, momentum. Yeah, so uh, they're not scared of Baltimore. I do think they'll be a challenge for them, and I do think they could win that game. But you know, that is a tough opener for them. And I mean, I have them. I have them also at nine and seven. But I have them at I nine have and seven. Them at nine and seven, or ten and six. Yeah. But that nine and seven is them getting swept by both Pittsburgh and Baltimore. And I Ooh. don't think it's unreasonable to say they split those games. I or yeah, at least I one think, of those series. So yeah, you could I, easily I have split. this team at ten and six. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think those are my thoughts on on Cleveland. It all again depends on Baker Mayfield. That defense should be ferocious. That offense should be very productive. And if mm-hmm. if Cleveland gets rolling. They they're gonna be one of the better teams in the league yeah. for sure in that conference. Um, I'm gonna move on to the Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, Pittsburgh. the best, or in my opinion, one of the two best defenses in football next to the 49ers. TJ Agreed. Watt, Stephon Tuitt, Cameron Hayward, who just got just paid some, recently yesterday, I believe, and also added Minka Fitzpatrick going into his first full <sighs> year with the team. Yeah. Devin Bush is going into his second year. He was an, a, a top pick in the first round last year. So mm-hmm. this defense is, is primed to do some special things this year, I think. Honestly, the only part of their game that struggled was the offense. I was just sad Minka got traded because you just see a highlight. Like, oh, Minka made another play. And I was just yeah. like, oh, we could have had that. Well, and we all criticized that move. When they traded that first rounder for Minka Fitzpatrick last year, we all criticized it. And it turned out to be – Oh, I mean, it made them almost viable. They finished eight and eight despite having yeah. basically no quarterback play. And they uh, they were on the verge. They could have made the playoffs last year if they had mm-hmm. won those games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
Big Ben's coming back. I am. Ben uh, is back. I am a little nervous for Ben. You know, he's getting up there in age, and uh, you know, I know he can still throw the football. He can make plays. You know, if he now now if he comes out and he plays like half, like even like half of his old self, you know, the the Steelers will be uh will be a viable playoff team and maybe even a viable uh Super Bowl contender. But I have him going ten and six. I'm I'm, I'm expecting a, a good year from Big Ben. Can that receiving core like do they have enough weapons? Is all I'm kind of worried about for the Steelers. Man, I'm a little more bullish on the Steelers than you are. I have them going probably eleven and five, ten and or twelve and four. Um, I probably lean twelve and four. Honestly, I mean that they just their offensive line is solid. Their defensive line yes. is solid. They have veteran at quarterback. Yes. Their receivers are a little questionable, but Eric Ebron addition, you know, that yeah, obviously helps a lot. Yeah. Uh, I'm still a little skeptical on James Conner, but I mean, that defense will be productive or that offense will be productive enough mm-hmm. to, to supplement that defense. I, well, I see this team being one of the best teams in the league. This well, year. I am um, a little bit about James Conner. I, now I, I don't know if he's going to be like this top back, but you know, when you don't have a quarterback, uh, playing, uh, and so the defense not scared of you throwing the ball. You know they can put more players in the box. Mm-hmm. They can kind of stop uh, James Conner. So you know you, you, the thinking is with Big Ben back. You know maybe that opens up. Uh, you know there's one less player in the box, so then that opens up. We give you good blocking matchups. You know James Conner. I think James Conner is a decent back. I'm not gonna say he's like a top back, but you know maybe those running lanes open up now that Big Ben is uh, back in the picture. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think this team is going to be uh, much improved uh, mm-hmm. than it, uh, compared to how it was last year. Uh, now the division, again, their division obviously is not cutting them any breaks, Baltimore <laughs> being one of probably the two best teams in the league, definitely in the conference at this yeah. point in time. Yeah, uh, Cleveland should be improved. Mm-hmm. Even even Cincinnati, I mean, they're not going to be a 1-15 cakewalk mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah, no. So, so there is a lot of room for, for Pittsburgh to struggle. And, of course, if Big Ben can't stay healthy again, yeah, if we've, if we've just – and he's always struggled with health. So, if we've just got to the point where this is just kind of Big Ben fading out of the NFL – then yeah, this team this team could struggle in similar ways like it did last year. Um, you want to go to the division leader from last year, Baltimore the, Ravens? Yeah, the Baltimore Ravens reigning, won the division last year. Reigning MVP. Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson is in his third year. I like a lot of what the Ravens did this offseason. They got they, did, they, they got they even better. They got Clay's Campbell uh, for their defensive line. So, you know, that shows up, you know, the running lanes, you know, and then Clay Campbell can get after the quarterback also. Um, but, you know, they did lose Earl Thomas. But, you yes. know, the reports I've read I or seen um, about Earl Thomas, it didn't seem like it was too much of a loss. It was just like a team chemistry issue. He wasn't really gelling with the team. And the Baltimore Ravens have always been a team-friendly uh, organization. So. Yeah, very, very player-oriented. I, I, yeah. I, I also can – that's also kind of what my knowledge of them has been. Um, I, I, I mean, they're bringing back Marcus Peters and Jimmy Smith. They also yes. have some really solid safeties that are not named Earl Thomas. So I really <laughs> don't ex- – they also drafted uh, Patrick Queen late in the first yeah, round. Yeah, so, they did. They did. So, I mean, that's going to help sure up those linebackers even more. This division could have three top ten defenses in it possibly. I mean, this is – this is that good of a, of a defense that it should carry over. Mm-hmm. So, 
I, I think as far as the way they'll finish this year, I think it'll be quite similar to last year. I think Ooh, they'll be right on par with Pittsburgh, be 12-4, and four, and a tiebreaker will probably decide the, the division. I don't see them quite going 14-2. and two. I just mm-hmm. – when you're when you're a 14-2 team, you have the former MVP. There's a lot of room. You need a target on your back. Yeah, there's a lot of room, even if it's one step. You still mm-hmm. take a step back. Their schedule's not that bad, though. They actually have a fairly decent schedule. They don't have to the, – the furthest, I think, just, just from glancing, I think the furthest they have to travel is to Houston. Oh, and that's really not that bad. Yeah, no. I mean, all their games are pretty much they at Washington, that's East Coast. Philadelphia, that's East Coast. New England's mm-hmm. East Coast. Pittsburgh's East Coast. Cleveland, Cincinnati, these are all happening on their side of the country anyway. So I think it's – I feel pretty confident that they'll be able to repeat a, a similar performance to what they did last year. Well, how do you think they're going to finish this year? What, what, I what haven't gone have 11-5. I just think, you know, teams now, you know, with the pandemic, you know, they're just watching film. So, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, now that training camp's here, but, uh, you know, but, you know, I think they'll have like a bit more better, like uh, defenses will have a bit more uh, knowledge on Lamar. What is his strengths? What's his weaknesses? So I'm expecting him to at least take a like a bit of a step, but not too much of a step. You know, you can't really game. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't say you really can't game plan for him, but you know, Lamar is such a dynamic ta- uh, talent. Like he can run it, he can throw it. But I do have them making the playoffs. Of um, course, of course, that seems like a pretty safe bet. But might well, even be my Super Bowl pick, Jay. We'll, we'll wait see. I can't hate that Super Bowl. I mean, as you said, Lamar Jackson, and let's say, let's say even. Let's just pretend you figure out how to stop Lamar Jackson, right? Let's just say you do. Okay, well, you got Mark Ingram, so you got to figure out. They yeah. drafted J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State, who is a possible rookie of the year candidate. Hollywood Brown is coming into a season hopefully healthy. Uh, yeah. Oh, and by the way, they also have two phenomenal tight ends, probably outside of Philadelphia, the best two tight end uh, you know, pair in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they beat you with speed. They can beat you with smash mouth. They mm-hmm. do it all. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you right there. I, I think this, this could be the best team in the league, the best team in the conference. And it feels like at this point in time, it's them and KC. And I really don't have an issue somebody picking uh, Baltimore over KC at this point in time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, my biggest concern, if I have one is they struggle with playing from behind. You saw that happen last year in the playoffs. They don't, they fall behind. It's pretty hard for them to, uh, be able to mount the comeback, just their general play style. If mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson's able to open up the pass a little more this year, take a step forward in that direction. Yeah. Uh, that should help remedy that they definitely have the weapons capable of spreading out their yeah. offense. They so, uh, I, I, I think Baltimore, be similar on footing to, to what they were last year. I, I think this is one of the best franchises in the league, one of the best teams in the league, coached by one of the best coaches in the league, John Harbaugh, and Lamar Jackson is an elite quarterback. And that's just that's just what it is. <laughs> so I, I think I think that's all I have on, on the Ravens. Was there anything else you wanted to add? Um no, no. I think we covered it. All right. Both expecting them to repeat as division winners. Yeah. That's a little scary. <laughs> All right, so moving on to the uh, AFC West. Uh, and, of course, Ooh. you got to start at the top with course, the top dogs, the Kansas City Chiefs coming off a Super Bowl win over the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, 
really, I don't have too much to say about them outside of, oh, hey, they're bringing back pretty much everybody from last <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, from their and, offense, yeah. Oh, hey, their offense added Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Whew, what <laughs> a – I know, sitting at that pick, I was like, you know, they might go defense. And I, I was hoping, you know, uh, Miami uh, drafted him, but we didn't. He's um, – yeah. And so, but they didn't go defense. They went Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And I remember Brett uh, Brett Coleman did a video on him, and I loved everything I saw from him. So, yeah, he's going to – he's def- – they've been kind of missing – that running back piece, you know, that I could like throw it out of the backfield and just run it since Kareem Hunt left, since he had some issues. <laughs> but, um, yes. um, but I think that's a solid pickup. Oh, like, yeah. That was a great pickup for them. Especially uh, with the departure of uh, Damian Williams, you know, he, yeah. the Clyde Edwards Hilaire, that first round running back, it, I just, I, who do you cover? Who do you stop? I, uh, right? M- McCall Hardman, uh, <laughs> Sammy Watkins, and those Tyree aren't even Hill. their best. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. I, I mean, it's uh, it's just – it's a loaded – and then, oh, on top of it, they have the best quarterback <laughs> in football, Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> who's coached by Andy Reid, the greatest play designer in football. So, I just – I mean, they signed Chris Jones. They brought back Tyron Matthew. They also yeah, got Rashad Breland and Maurice Claiborne to add some depth to those corners. I mean, this mm-hmm. – it's – I I think the only issue I have, their division got a little better and maybe yeah, a Super Bowl hangover stops them. But really, I don't – I don't see this team being impacted by a Super Bowl hangover. No. I see this team back in the AFC Championship again this year. Oh, of course. And, you know, it's – you know, I think – are their big their weakest spot? I think is uh, you know you have Chris Jones there uh, anchoring that line. So you know and Frank Clark coming off the edge. So I I do think they could improve a little bit. Next Room to year. improve definitely. Yeah, but you know I think yeah I have them going eleven and five. What, what about you? What do you what I have them going thirteen and three. I think 13. yeah they'll be Ooh. yeah thirteen and three. I think they'll be they should be. All things considered, I think they'll be the number one team in the uh, conference. Um, they really – they have a pretty nice schedule. Uh, it really – I do they, think they're going to split some of those division games. As you said, Yes, I think their division got better. I, I think the biggest uh, – probably the it's, – it's really unfortunate that it's so early in the season, but the biggest game of their season could be in week three against Baltimore. Yeah. That that could re- that could decide the seeding because you're talking about I have the Ravens going about twelve and four, mm-hmm. so that twelve and four, thirteen and three, that game makes a huge difference in seeding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you said, I think it's not unreasonable to say they'll split maybe with Denver. Uh, mm-hmm. They have to travel to New Orleans and to Tampa Bay, so you could see and to Miami, so you could see them struggling maybe in those regards a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I think this is going to be one of the top teams in the conference, if, if not the top team in the conference, and uh, I feel really good about, about saying that. So, moving on, are you ready to talk about the my one of my personal favorites <laughs> this year, the yeah. Denver Broncos? I'll say, you, you, you hit me on to them pretty early on uh, in the offseason, and I was yes. like, really? And then I, I really looked into it, and I was like, you know what? I, I agree with you, Jake, and- the Denver Broncos they had an excellent draft. They drafted Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler for their, uh, you know, receiving core because they're outside of Court and Sutton. They really didn't have much to throw to. I mean, you had Philip. No fan. It's coming back as well. No, yeah, no fan. Also, no fan. I expect him to have a big year. You know, he's six four and he ran a four five. You know, 
uh, that's a big boy. That's a big. <laughs> and then they also they had Philip Lindsay in the backfield who was solid, but they also added Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon, which I thought was a good pickup. You know, he didn't get his uh, money that he was thought he deserved in um, the Chargers, but I think this is going to be you know a good fit for him. You know, he doesn't have to carry the load now, so maybe he can last all sixteen games this off this season. Um, but you know, I, I, I think this team can go as far as Drew Locke can take them. Exactly. That is um, also my thought. Um, so did he improve in the off season and can he develop as, you know, as the season progresses, but you know, I, I think this team runs off, will be a defensive team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they got Drew Casey from the Titans, which can like help them against the run. Um, they've got AJ Boye from the Jags, which I, I mean, a few years ago, he was him and Jalen Ramsey were like the best <laughs> corners in the league when that's duo, yeah. When the Jags were uh, went to the AFC Championship a few years ago, and then they got uh Bryce Callahan to beef up that secondary, you know. Um, Riley Chubb's coming off, he he got injured in week four, I believe. Uh, he didn't play for the rest of the season, so. Uh, Bradley Chubb's coming back, you know, and maybe hopefully that uh, Von Miller um, gets his numbers up. He really didn't have a great season last year. Only had nine sacks. <laughs> Only nine sacks. Yeah, I mean, Von look, <laughs> look, it's Von Von Miller was a Super Bowl MVP. You know, I'm mm-hmm. just saying. I, I do. Future I do Hall of also, Famer. Yeah. yeah, future Hall of Famer. Uh, the Broncos can have a good season. I, um, I have them going nine and seven. I know that doesn't sound like I have a lot of faith in them, but I, I really do. I really do have a lot of faith in the Broncos. Well, with that, with the the seventh uh, the seventh seed, nine and seven, it feels can, can more viable now. Yeah, you know, you're not even out of eight it at nine and eight. seven. Even eight, eight and eight, could, you could see some eight and eight teams get in the playoffs. Yeah. Um. And and really, I I do think this team is primed to have a pretty breakout season. Vic Fangio is going into his second year, staying yeah. on that secondary with what you said about AJ Bouye and uh, Bryce Callahan. Uh, Kareem Jackson and Justin Simmons were both some of the best safeties in the league last year. Yes. Uh, they have, you want Alexander Johnson? That's a mm-hmm. linebacker that didn't fly around. You have Bradley Chubb, Vaughn Miller. Yeah, as you said, Jarrell Casey for a seventh round pick, mind you. They got Jarrell Casey for a seventh round pick. Yeah. And they have Shelby Harris and Mike Purcell on that defensive uh, interior line. Uh, it all depends on Drew Locke. They all yes. they have yes. everything they need on both sides of the ball. It the question is, will Drew Lock elevate? And I think when you look at the pattern of these teams that are these quarterbacks that go from year one to year two and they win the MVP with you know such as Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, if you're trying to find candidates for that, Drew Lock, I'm not saying he's gonna win it. I'm not. I'm, I'm not predicting <laughs> that. But I'm saying I was gonna hold. I'm gonna hold you to that, Jake. There's, there's. You're gonna say it. Really, I think there's two candidates you look at could be court MVP quarterbacks going into their second year. That's Drew Locke and uh, Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. So okay, yeah, they have the capability. It all depends on Drew Locke. That said, I have them going ten and six right now. I think they'll be a ten and six football team. I mm-hmm. feel extremely confident that they'll make the playoffs. Yes, their offensive line worries me. So I, I think there's a they, chance uh, that they did of, get a. Uh, uh, a center in the third round um so they kind of did try to address that a little bit yeah it's just i think with the state of the offensive line like Mm -hmm. it just i don't know it spells to me early playoff exit Um, yeah so now that said again this is this is kind of one of those situations where and we'll talk about it with kyler murray right now or or, or in a, a little later but right now the the broncos 
they're in a window. They're in that window. Like Drew yeah. Locke, if, if, if you believe Drew Locke's your franchise, this is it. So, mm-hmm. you know, one, early playoff exits are, are a little uh, – if you're doing that, you better be ready to come the following year and really make a run at this thing because you're running out of time. So yeah, I, I do expect the Broncos to be – in the conversation late into the season. I don't know how viable they'll be late into the playoffs, but I do expect them to be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. So moving on to, um, did you have anything else you wanted to add on the Broncos? No, no. All right. Well, we can get to uh, what a team that I think we both kind of consider a real anomaly, the uh, chargers. <laughs> yes. The, uh, LA yes. chargers, not the San Diego chargers. <laughs> Los Angeles chargers. The Los but they're Angeles getting a new stadium. So, you know, maybe they'll pack that stadium of this, this, this year. Uh, uh, Depending on the COVID rules yeah. of the new stadium. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe the chargers, you say they have the best, advantage in all this because they don't really have a lot of fans <laughs> so you know they're so you know they they're playing with nobody there they're like we are used this to every week. We, this is this is life for us like you know so i know but uh, i don't mean to poke fun at the chargers I, yeah but yeah i don't know i look i look at the chargers they have I just, so much talent but but every year you're just like, oh, what's wrong with the Chargers? Oh, maybe next year. And it's like, why not? Why not this year? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Y'all had Philip Rivers for so long. There were so many right. losing seasons with Philip Rivers. I don't, I don't get where that's coming from. Um, I, I think, I, I really, I think the, I think the best comparison is the Cowboys. Uh, but they don't get talked about like the Cowboys. But oh, they, no. ha- they they always field this team that we all go, wow, that's a really loaded team. And then they just don't do anything. But nobody cares because, you know, it's they're the, the Chargers. Chargers. <laughs> they're off on the West Coast, kind of buried away. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I think, you know, they got Kenneth Murray uh, in round one as, as a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also got – Could have had Isaiah Simmons. But... They could have had Isaiah Simmons. They also got a Lohi Gilman. Uh, who I'm not really too familiar with, but so that linebacking core is a little questionable. They also lost Derwin James, they lost uh, Chris Harris, and Chris. Oh yes, that is true. And uh, uh, Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram are both really good, obviously. So yeah. you got to think they'll paid. Yeah, you got to think they'll have some type of presence on that D line. But yeah, um, offensively, I'm also it's it's a lot of question marks. Tyrod Taylor and they drafted Justin Herbert, Austin sorts. Eckler's returning. They got Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry, but that's I just about it honestly. I mean, and that's not bad. oh Mike, Mike Williams, but I think he may be on the injured list. Okay, so so I mean they got they got some they got some weapons, some players, but I just. I, I look at them and I can't help but feel with Tyrod Taylor, you know, they'll be competent. They'll be middle yeah. of the pack, but they're not yeah. going to be special. And I'm also skeptical about Justin Herbert as a prospect as mm-hmm. is. So I really think uh, to be quite honest, this could be Anthony Lynn's last season with the chargers. Yeah, I, I do agree. This is a pretty hot seat for Anthony Lynn this coming year. And, and maybe because Justin Herbert's a rookie, there's room for him to kind of, well, you know, this is his first year, you know, give me another chance with the rookie quarterback, uh, you yeah. know, the young quarterback, and we'll see what we can do. But I, I, uh, I don't know. It feels like Anthony Lynn, like the Chargers in general, a bunch of underachieving. Yeah. I mean, they've loaded that roster, and they don't – they have one playoff win in the past four <laughs> years to show for it. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty paltry. And they uh, they lost Derwin James on 
yeah, uh, yeah. To, to injury for the year. So uh, that also hurts their defense. Most definitely. So it's it's they have an, they have a pretty decent secondary even without him. But it's mm-hmm. I I got the Chargers personally. I I don't see the Chargers doing really any better than seven and nine, especially with how good their division is, or at least the Broncos and the yeah, Chiefs. Yeah. I uh, also have them going seven and nine. So yeah. <laughs> another agree compared to the uh, Broncos and the uh, Chiefs. Yeah. Even the Raiders, I, I know you're not too high on the Raiders, but and, I, I like the Raiders. And we can talk about the Raiders. I think uh, the Raiders, this will probably be the biggest uh, disagreement. Maybe the Patriots were a little bit bigger, but the, the Raiders, I really, off the bat, I'll tell you right now, I have I have the Raiders going 5-11. and 11. Maybe 6-10, and 10, but I feel more confident in 5-11. Play, they were a bubble playoff team last year, Jake. I get it, but I just <laughs> I don't believe in John Gruden. I think yeah, I think people okay. look at what he did in Oakland twenty years ago, and he had a good run in Oakland. I don't mean to take it away from him, but you know, you get you get in a certain system, you get certain people around you, things go well, things just add up. It's just it doesn't it doesn't work plug and play just because he had success twenty years ago in this place. These are new. You people. have a situation where I just don't really see where John Gruden excels in this in this role. Uh, this is a, talent, a more talented team that they have than they have had in recent years. They added Damon Arnett in, at cornerback in the first round. They got Corey Littleton. So that defense is a little improved, but it's still very, still, very sketchy. Yeah, weak spot of their team. But, Jake, their offense, I think they yes. tuned that offense. You know, Josh Jacob is coming off his, uh, off his rookie season, which uh, maybe he should have won rookie of the year, but – Whatever, I'm not going to argue that. I don't vote. I don't do the voting. But Darren Waller, Jake. Oh, my God. This <laughs> man is 6'6 and ran a 4'4'6. He's, um, I heard somebody describe him as the best kept secret in football. He has. He's a been, monster. He's he a monster. He is a huge monster. He had 90 receptions. 1,146 yards and three touchdowns. I do think he needs to get those touchdowns up. Uh, I don't know if he was having an issue. And I didn't watch a lot of Raiders games. I don't, I don't know anybody. <laughs> I, only Raiders fan that I know of personally was my dad. <laughs> hey, that's pretty That's pretty close, though. That's still pretty yeah, close. Yeah, I, I think he, at least. he's a Raiders fan from, like, the 70s, like that old out. Just a win, baby. Yeah, so I think that's where that comes from. But, I mean, other than that, I think he needs to be, like, a more future target in the red zone because he is 6'6". Um, that's a matchup nightmare. But uh, – and he was ranked fifth in pro football uh, focus. They also have Henry Ruggs and Josh Jacobs. Henry, uh, Henry Ruggs. Ruggs add, they uh, added Addison Josh Speed. Jacobs. <laughs> yeah, and Josh Add- Jacobs is, is, is obviously – he was one of the best rookies last year. So, yeah. uh, no reason to see why that doesn't hopefully continue for him. Derek Carr is a bit of a question mark. I still yeah. haven't totally given up on Derek Carr, but mm-hmm. Marcus Mariota there, that could get a little interesting. Yeah. I uh, also uh, like their third option with uh, Hunter Renfro. I think he's a, yes, Hunter Renfro developing to an excellent slot player. He had 40, 49 catches, six hundred and four yards, and four touchdowns. So let me let me let me just uh, really kind of just hammer in real quick why I think this team may go five and eleven. Let me <laughs> they start their schedule on the outset is pretty brutal. They have to travel to Carolina, which you know, looking at that, you, you say, well, that's not. That I do, but the reason it, it's not like I think those teams. I think 
the Raiders are maybe slightly better, but teams that have to travel again from, as I, I think I mentioned it earlier, from coast to coast, they really, they really struggle. So having to go from Vegas to Carolina mm-hmm. at week one, that's, that's a little, that's a little tough. I think that's a tough billing for a team that I think will struggle pretty, pretty much in a lot of areas. And then they go to, New, or they play New Orleans, go to New England. They play Buffalo at Kansas city. They get a buy. Then they play Tampa Bay. Then they go to Cleveland. They also have Denver and Kansas City again. So I just, I mean, I don't think it's unreasonable to say at the halfway point, this team could be two and six, one and six to start out the season. They, they get a little hot towards the end maybe, but mm-hmm. I, I really don't see this team being better than seven wins in I, any sense. Just, uh, you know, they, according to Pro Football Focus, they were ranked 29th in defense, which is, Absolutely terrible, but yeah. you know they did bring in Carl Net uh, Nesib, I believe. I don't. Um, sorry if I'm pronouncing <laughs> that name, but is a ed- decent edge rusher from the Bucks. Little you know, they added Corey Rams, linebacker, yes. helped sure up that uh, linebacking core. Demarius uh, Randall. Uh, you know they brought in some Cowboys. They brought in Jeff Heath, <laughs> oh, safety. Uh, uh, we love Jesse. We love Jeff Heath over here. Um, <laughs> They'll add in Malik Collins, I think, which is an interior defense. Yeah, one. Malik Collins is, is pretty good, too. Cowboys. And they did uh, – we recently traded – the Dolphins recently traded Raycon McMillan. So, really helped them with their defense. Um, also, uh, you know, even though they brought in, like, Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards as their draft picks for their receivers, they also um, brought in um, Nelson Aguilar from the Eagles <laughs> in <laughs> – you know, hopefully Nelson Aguilar gets uh, – he, he's out of Philly, so, you know, maybe not that scrutiny might not uh, bother him so much. And they added Jason Witten for – <laughs> Yeah, but, I'm know, not really sure about that one. I, I guess Darren Waller, you need a backup. You know, and they also, like you said, they brought in Marcus Mariota because, you know, if maybe maybe this year if uh, – you know, as you said, maybe if they're sitting there at two and six, you know, why, why not um, give Marcus Mariota a try, you know? And that that is a real possibility this year. You could see, I, I you Which could see sad, Derek Carr yeah. leave leave Las Vegas after this year. I mean, really. But yeah. that said, I don't know how much confidence I have in Marcus Mariota to take that job. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He lost to Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. <laughs> I, uh, I don't even. I'm not even convinced Marcus Mariota can stay healthy a full season. So yeah, fair. I I, I still think second uh, second string. So maybe yeah. Now that uh, he's not a starter, you know, maybe that helps him. But we'll... I, 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 I still got faith in Derek Carr. I think they're better with him than without him, I suppose. But mm-hmm. I still don't th- – I think this it's, – it's just going to be a rough year for them, I think. I get that they're getting some new digs. But this defense is still kind of scary to me. So, I got them yeah. going 5-11 and 11 at the bottom of their division. Okay. Does that wrap up? That wraps up the uh, AFC, AFC West. AFC? We got the AFC South. South, yes, yes, yes. And then we're done with the AFC. Then we can move on to the the NFC. crazy to the crazy <laughs> conference uh, where it's just everybody's incredibly good. Uh, the NFC. But for now, we got to do the AFC South. Uh, I'll let you start out. Uh, you want to start out with the Houston Texans? Uh, yeah, they, they, yeah. They won the division last year, so it seems fair to start out with them. Um, I mean, I if we're going to talk about the Texans, you might as well you know start off with uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, getting traded for a piece of toilet paper and some, you know, <laughs> some Purell, you know, but you know, I'm, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Brian, Bill O'Brien does what he does. So, um, but 
Um, I mean, they did get uh, the Rams receiver. Brandon, Brandon Cooks. Cooks. Brandon, Brandon Cooks. Cooks. Yeah, they brought in Randall Cobb. So, you know, it's, <laughs> you're, you're, you didn't uh, fix the hole, but um, yeah, I saw Will Fuller. So, uh, but anyway, I think, think their offense can still um, move the ball. You yeah. know, and to Deshaun Watson. Watson yeah. You know. He's he's locked up, so that's good for them. Say what you will. David Johnson <laughs> could be he's a he's another receiving option for uh, Deshaun. So um and you know uh David Johnson came David off. and Duke. David <laughs> both and, Johnson that's, and Johnson. That's why I'm struggling because they both <laughs> but uh I think uh I think their offensive line still a bit sus. Still a bit sus. Definitely, yeah, you know, Laramie Tunsil helps, but yeah, they they oh, still have not did not really do much to address that that offensive line issue for sure. And then their defense, I still believe, is the weakest part. Of yeah, I, I I can agree with that. I think JJ, I mean JJ Watts, obviously awesome. Justin Reed I, at safety is pretty good. How long can like JJ Watt last? Yeah, JJ Watts on definitely closer to the end than he is the beginning, uh, but. I mean, uh, yeah, linebackers aren't bad. They have Zach Cunningham and uh, mm-hmm. Benedrick. Uh, I, I don't know McKinney. if I'm pronouncing his name right, but yeah, ben, Benedrick McKinney. Mm-hmm. Uh, still a lot to be desired there. Their secondary is still questionable. And again, outside of JJ Watt, ah, they're off. Their defensive line is. I'm not. I'm not too high on it. Yeah, I'm. I'm not either. But you know, uh, Bill O'Brien has won the division his last. True. Four or five years, I and, believe, and it goes under the radar how, how often he's he's been yeah. able to win that division. So I mean, you know, they're definitely if they win the division, they're automatic playoff team. But you know, you you still haven't you still haven't gotten out of the division around. So I I honestly thought he should have been fired a few years ago, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, can they get out of the divisional? <laughs> that is the problem with yes. the Houston Texans. Yes. And really, honestly, I hate to say it. I don't know if they'll get a chance to do that this year. I have them at really? eight and eight. I have um, them at 10 and six. I just think that's, yeah. uh, you know, I know that I knew, I do think, I think they play the Ravens and play the, they play the chiefs week one. And then they play the Ravens and then they go to Pittsburgh Ooh. and then they play Minnesota. Like I, out the gate, Ooh. I think that team's going to be 0 and three. Damn, which that's rough. Is unfortunate, and I mean, again, they're going to write the ship. Obviously, I have them going eight and eight, so they'll they'll mm-hmm. they'll be winning more games than they're losing towards the end. But mm-hmm. I just I I don't know. I look at this, I don't I don't see this team, and and we'll get to it as far as the Colts are concerned. But I don't think this team will win their division this year. Uh, I think they could struggle. Kind of kind of looks like almost getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins. I think could be kind of taking one step back to go mm-hmm. two steps forward. Cause really yeah. the way those contracts were with Deandre Hopkins, that was as good as your offense was going to get, like you were looking at it. So mm-hmm. I understand the mentality of wanting to move off of him to try to create room for maybe other players uh, on the defense and, you know, on the offense to keep up with the chiefs uh, being down 24 uh, being up 24 points in the divisional last year and blowing it. So I, 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 I don't know. I hope they get a chance, uh, you know, to kind of write that ship, but I, I, I do not see this team winning their division. I see them at eight and eight and uh, as a bubble playoff team. Mm. 
Um, and then the team I think they're going to lose to, we can move on to, is the Indianapolis Colts. Ooh. Ooh. I think pretty high on the Colts. I think this is going to be a real breakout year for them, possibly. Um, really? They have yeah. everything you need. You talk about teams that didn't make the playoffs last year uh, who are going to make it this year. Uh, this is this is one of them. This is one of the three or four teams. They, they've upgraded a quarterback with Phillip Rivers over Jacoby yes. Brissett. And that was really, truthfully, that was their biggest hole last year. And, again, I, I, I have I, respect for Jacoby Brissett. But I think that, they, they suffered some injuries also. They, they did have some injuries, died. yeah. But so they can stay healthy, yeah. I, I agree. But uh, they did lose Eric Ebron. But they added Michael Pittman Jr. and Jonathan Taylor. Uh, mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor, in particular, I think could be a rookie of the year candidate. Uh, and, and with – Marlon Mack, that, this is going to be yeah. a team on offense with Phillip Rivers as well. They're going to be able to control the tempo, and mm-hmm. they're going to be able to make big plays. You, you, you brought up Phillip Rivers, and I just want to say, you know, I, I, I do agree, like, they upgraded with, you know, uh, um, a quarterback. But I, I just think, you know, you, you could probably say, you know, Jacoby Brissett was a little bit too safe. But, you know, I think Phillip Rivers is on the opposite side of that spectrum. Like, he's going to try some things that, you know, might not be the best decision in hindsight. And, you know, he can throw up some 50-50 balls that get picked. But I will say, to uh, you know, to kind of help Phil Rivers, you know, um, the Colts' offensive line is much improved. Oh, yes, uh, that offensive line. It's the best offensive line in football. Yeah, so I will say he will probably – he was going to have more time, you know, be in the pocket, read the defense. Um, I, I, I think we both like Frank Wright. I, I, Oh yes. I love I Frank think Wright. the Eagles are still kind of reeling <laughs> from that loss, uh, since he went over there. Um, so, but yeah, they still, they're going to have, they're going to run the ball well, um, with Marlon Mack and, you know, if Phillip Rivers doesn't, you know, put them in too many bad decisions, bad, uh, spots, they, they, they should win a lot of their games. And I mean, they have, uh, I mean, really, I think, I think this could be one of the four best teams in the conference as far as, uh, you know, when you're talking about KC, Baltimore and Pittsburgh, I think, I think the Colts are right there too. They have tremendous play on their offensive line and their defensive line. They have uh, their linebacking core, Darius Leonard and Bobby, uh, I'm going to try to pronounce it, but Okarike, I think is how you pronounce it. I could be getting it wrong, but I, I, they added weapons. T.Y. Hilton's coming back. Still a, a veteran quarterback. Uh, I'm a little iffy on Ty. I get like, it. I, I love Ey, but like he can he last a full season? You know. I, I agree, but I think when you're just solid veteran quarterback, they're going to have an ability to run the ball. They have yes. solid play on the trenches on both sides. Mm-hmm. They have everything you need to not only make the playoffs but win some playoff games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really, I really am bullish on the Colts. I think the Colts are going to be one of the one of the top teams we're talking about this year in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So that's what I got for them. Um, I, overall, I guess my final record for them, I have them finishing 11 and five. I am going nine and seven. Okay. No, I mean, yeah, that's 10 and six, nine and seven, but nine and and seven, I think is my, uh, my, my bet. That home field advantage is also pretty strong going into uh Lucas oil stadium. That's with, with that plan. <laughs> those offensive and defensive lines it's just that it can be so tough yeah so i i like the colts this year um and we can move on talking about the titans uh Ooh, the, that's yeah. kind of the the other team which is really strange it feels like the titans <laughs> just do not get 
respect. They were in the AFC Championship last year, and it I feels they're, like they're going to get a lot more respect this year. I, I, I don't. We'll see, but yeah. I, I mean, I, I think, I really personally don't see them repeating what they did last year. I think mm. nine and seven, eight and eight is their range. I have them going eight and eight, but I don't I fault anybody nine saying. And seven. Yeah, I don't fault anybody saying that. That's the consistent. <laughs> uh, you know, record they they pull. Um, Ryan Tannehill, take it for what it was worth. He was tied. He played well. He played he, well. He was tied at, for the third rated quarterback by Pro Football Focus. Uh, <laughs> you want to take a guess who he was tied with, real quick? Ooh, oof. third. I, uh, Aaron Rodgers. I, I'm Patrick sorry. Mahomes. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was thinking Lamar, but I'm like, Lamar was number one, right? I'm pretty sure Lamar was number one. I, I No, Russell Wilson was number one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but, um, I, I mean, I that offensive line is is, is really strong. Derrick Henry is what he is. He's, he's obviously a, <laughs> yes. a monster. Uh, you know, they have A.J. Brown, Adam Humphreys. Mm-hmm. So, so they have solid, solid. they have some guys on that offense. That, that Corey Davis is game. also. Corey Davis course. is also there. Um, but – that and that defense, I'm still a little skeptical of it. Their defensive line and their front seven are pretty. Uh, it's it's pretty sparse. I'm not. I don't like too much. They just gained Jadavian Clowney, which is huge. which I think is a huge deal for them. That is a big, big deal. deal for them because that that was if if you point to an area on the Titans that needs improvement, it is that front seven. Mm-hmm. Um, they have Adoria Jackson, who I think is a top ten corner. They have Kevin Byard, who is probably a top ten safety. Yes, uh, most definitely. You know, they they have the ingredients in the secondary to be competitive, but I just I worry about the overall core of the team on the defensive line side of things. Mm-hmm. Their offense should be able to play keep away. I have them going eight and eight, so stepping right down a step from that nine and seven record they've consistently had over the years. I'm I'm, I'm sticking with the consistency. I think they're they're nine and seven. Okay, so you think this is going to be a pretty pretty tight division as far as you know it sounds like three of the four teams are yeah, gonna have I mean, nine like, to ten wins i i may not sounded like i was too high on the colts but i i i do agree i think the colts are gonna be right there they didn't get they did improve um i think the titans are who they are uh you know the texans i feel like are have been consistent under bill o'brien so but um the last team in the division um i have zero hopes for even though i i think i like them a bit more than you but well especially (laughs) at the quarterback position but um i have jacksonville probably the worst team in the nfl i it's yeah i also have them they're one of the three worst for sure uh i mean there's a couple teams that you could maybe put in that category but but really this is this is bottom of the barrel in the league. This is a I, rough team. Yeah. I think it's be a rough year. They're they're planning for next year. I mean, yeah. just look at like that defense is practically gone from that uh, AFC Championship that they went yeah. to. A few well, years what ago. is it, Miles Jack? I think yeah, Miles Jack only is one left. That's He's it. The only one, yeah. So you know they lost Kalias Campbell. Uh, Yannick and Gawkway. Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen is going into his second year, which yeah could be could be helpful. They also drafted uh, Clavon Chasson and and CJ Henderson. Who CJ mm-hmm. Henderson? Many thought he was gonna he was the best corner in the in the 
draft, even over Jeff Okuda. Mm-hmm. So they've they've done some things that have kind of bettered their position for the future, but yeah. they just released Leonard Fournette. Yeah. They really have a awful offensive line, really, outside of their <laughs> center and left guard. They're, uh, you know, I think that's a Norwell at the left guard. He's okay, and their center's okay, but they don't have anything uh, offensively. Gardner Menchu's, he's outside of <laughs> DJ Shark, Gardner Menchu's got nothing to work with. Yeah, no, um, they they really stripped this team, and and it's unfortunate because I, I really I I know people are talking about them tanking. I don't I don't think the players and coaches are tanking. Doug Marone, no. if Doug Marone goes, you know, if he has a disappointing year, he's gone. Like they're not yeah. bringing him back. Doug Marone yeah. is not trying to tank to help out next year. He's, yeah, he's trying to save his job. But that said, I don't. Uh, they've they've really made it hard for him. They I, really <laughs> did. The moves they made. It looks it like from the outside, it looks like they're tanking. Like now, maybe yeah. uh, you know, they come out and surprise a few uh some of us, a few teams, you know. But yeah. I got yeah. them at three and thirteen. <laughs> I have them at two and fourteen. Yeah. So I right around you, there. Most teams I think you're gonna be looking at this team like it's gonna be like a they're just gonna blow breeze right past them. So, yeah, it's, 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 and I, unfortunately I'm not, I don't hate Gardner Minshew. I think Gardner Minshew is a little, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if Gardner Minshew is a long-term franchise quarterback, but he's not getting any favors this year. He but is not. What you see out there on the field this year, <laughs> it is not indicative it's of not Gardner him. Minshew. Yeah. Uh, it's not him. It, this is going to be <laughs> everything around him. It's going to be a rough year for Jacksonville. Uh, tank for Trevor, I guess. Is, uh, tank for Trevor. What it is. So that's, that's Jacksonville's vibe. Tank for Trevor. Um, <laughs> good luck, though, Jacksonville. But, yeah, I got them at the bottom of probably the whole conference. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah and, and that whew, that was whew. that was eventful but that was yeah. the whole AFC. afc that was that so halfway done <laughs> Four more halfway divisions. 